Hi, this is Brett and welcome to Optimize. On this episode, I want to share with you the most important business lesson from the COVID-19 pandemic. So the big question is, how are entrepreneurs like us who have too much to do and too little time able to build both the business and the life of our dreams? That's the question. And on this podcast, we'll explore the journey to the answer. My name is Brett Ingram, entrepreneur and award-winning product creator. I chose to build a business and have a time for a personal life, and I want to help you do the same. Welcome to Optimize. So a little over a year, maybe a year and a half ago at this point, pretty much everybody's worlds were sort of rocked. And if you had any kind of a business, if you were any sort of an entrepreneur, whether you were starting one up or whether you had an established business, unless you were making personal protective equipment or something else that was going to be used to fight the pandemic, vaccines maybe, you were terrified because you just didn't know what to expect. You didn't know what kind of impact it was gonna have on, on your business. You didn't know what kind of impact it was gonna have on your life. And obviously people were fearing for their own um, you know, well-being and their own health as well. So there was a whole bunch of different things and it was uncharted territory. So the only constant was change. The only thing that we could count on was the fact that business as usual was no longer gonna be business as usual. And so for, if we, if we fast forward and we look at where we are now, and it's been basically like a year and a half or so, maybe a little bit less than that since the whole thing really broke on a worldwide basis, the question begs, why did some businesses succeed and thrive and some businesses fail or some businesses struggle. Now, obviously it's a pretty um, simple question with a very complex answer because some people were just put in a situation where there wasn't really much they could do. Uh, and I'll give you an example of that. So there was a person that I met um, and he had built a lot of networking with um, local high schools and sports teams. And so he had sort of put out his own shingle and decided he was going to do sports photography. He had good relationships with the athletic directors, the schools, had all the permits, had everything that he needed to do to get started. And he was going to be able, be able to do the video, but he was also going to be able to do promotional packages for kids who might want to go into college and play sports and things like that that he could sell. And it was, a, it was a decent business model and he had done all the groundwork. The problem is he just started the business right as the pandemic hit and all the sports got shut down. There aren't really a lot of things he probably could have done to ultimately build that and survive. All he could really do, and maybe he's done this, I don't actually know the end of the story. I just know that I, I heard him on a telephone call um, about how difficult a situation it is. And so, you know, he may have gone into something else just to sort of tread water for the time to ride out the pandemic and then come back into it. You know, the one benefit is he didn't have too much skin in the game yet. Um, but regardless, the point is there are some businesses that did really well. There are some businesses that struggled. And, you know, what is it about them? And so another story or anecdote that I want to share is with uh, about some local restaurants. So I live in a town with a lot of restaurants and it's a pretty competitive restaurant scene in the sense that even though we have like 80,000 people and so there's plenty of business to go around, there are also a lot of restaurants that so they're always competing and 
So some businesses, some restaurants make it and some don't. And some are even really good, but for whatever reason, they don't seem to survive. And there were some businesses that I, some restaurants that I saw, and I don't know of any that have officially gone out of business. I don't think, I'm trying to think, but I know a bunch that seem to not really do much except sort of hunker down and wait for this to pass. If I turn the tables and I take a look at another example, there was one restaurant that we typically go to for takeout. And one of the things that I found really amazing is literally within a week or two of the ordinance that had come out that said no more people can go in the restaurant. This was a very busy, packed restaurant, especially on weekends. People would go in just for the bar. Obviously, alcohol sales were way down. And they had adapted. They had started to send out emails with curbside pickup and delivery specials and family takeout specials. They changed their menu. They, they limited the number of things that they offered and they made more of it in larger quantities so they could sell family meals. They would set up parking spots in the back where you could just text when you pulled in. Now, a lot of these kinds of things right now, if you're in a similar situation, you might say, well, a lot of businesses did that around us. They did, but these guys were basically first. You know, I didn't see other restaurants adapt to this until far after. It was literally within about a week of when the pandemic hit. They were already proactive. They were already moving forward. They already had these family plans. They already had all of these other ways to get food to people. You know, they weren't doing deliveries, but they, they you know, were, were doing a lot of creative things to get the marketing going. And then on weekends, they would run specials that were, you know, family oriented and things like that. And they would change the few menu items they had, but they simplified the menu so they didn't have to try to create everything for everyone where they're buying all this inventory that then they can't sell. So they made a lot of adjustments that I'm sure both cut costs but also increased revenues. And that was a really smart example. And the reason I bring that up, you may not be in the restaurant industry, and I understand that. And you may not be in the sports photography business either, and I understand that. But the reason I bring up those examples is I think it's very important as we sort of look at everything in the rearview mirror, not that we're through it all yet, but hopefully the, the worst of it has passed. And we sort of evaluate, like, what could we learn from it? And what were the big takeaways? Because if you think about it, there wasn't really a lot of warning. So this wasn't something you could have seen coming down the tracks. You know, this wasn't a global recession that everybody knew was coming and had been forecasted for 18 months based on a housing market bubble or a stock market crash. This was something that literally, at least in the States, they basically decreed one day that we were shutting things down. And it was very, very sudden, the schools, the businesses, and everything else. So there wasn't a lot of advanced notice for what you could do. Um, so that was one thing. The other thing was how epic it was in scale. You know, this wasn't, um, okay, you know, we're not going to be able to issue you a liquor license for six months, or, you know, you're, you're going to have to adjust some element of your business because the highway is broken down. So they're doing construction. So you know, customers from this particular town aren't going to be able to travel to you. It was nothing like that. It was, it was basically a global catastrophic type event that literally overnight changed almost everything. Large offices were completely vacant. They had to send everybody home and work remotely. 
businesses right now are trying to figure out, do I bring employees back in or do I stay working remotely? And the reason I bring up all these examples and the reason that I bring it up in the context of COVID and what it meant and how it struck is because the most important thing that we could take away from that is the fact that you can never predict the future. So you always have to be prepared and combining that with the best way to be prepared is to be nimble, agile, and adaptable. You have to basically be able to, to swivel on a dime when you need to. You need to be able to make adjustments. You need to be able to adjust your approach and modify things for a new reality. And as we you know, progress into further into the 21st century, I don't really see that as something that was a one-time event that you can sort of turn your back on. I see it as something that is the new norm. It's the new, you know, sort of rite of passage for business. You know, gone are the old days where everything was sort of slow moving and everything was sort of predictable. Now everything moves at a lightning fast pace, whether it is technology, whether it's regulations, whether it's online platforms and their rules, whether it's, you know, there's tons of different things going on. Then you have economic factors, you have social factors, and all of these other things coming into play, in addition to increased competition in just about every market. There aren't too many, you know, blue oceans out there where you can just walk out there and say, well, you know what, I think I'll put up a shingle and start making a, a bundle of dough because there's nobody else in this business. That doesn't really exist. If it does, it won't exist for long because the minute people see that there's money to be made there, they'll be there. That's not all bad. It's not all doom and gloom. The important thing, the important lesson is to not be caught with your pants down, is to be prepared, is to be um, ready and is to, is to have a plan or at least the ability to create a plan on the fly to adjust what you're doing to react to the new normal or react to the new situation. Now, in the case of our friend in the sports marketing business, there may not have been an adjustment he could make to keep the business going. His adjustment might have been, I need to put this on the back burner, put it on simmer, move over here, and start doing something else while this passes. Because we knew that it would eventually, we'd get through it. Eventually high school sports were gonna come back. And it's not gonna hurt the relationships that he already built. So he's gonna be able to go back to it. He's gonna be able to go and do that again. But the fact of the matter is, there may not have been a solution for him. In that case, that might've been his best solution. But for a restaurant or a business or somebody that has you know, employees and overhead and all these other things, you know, it's, it's both a crisis and an opportunity. The crisis is, uh-oh, what do we do now to keep things moving forward because we're in a situation where we have this pandemic that's hit and it's changed all the rules overnight. The opportunity is it forces you to reevaluate everything that's going on. It forces you to reevaluate your entire business structure. It enforce it, it, you know, requires you to go over and look at, you know, basically the, the business processes you use, the, the way that your office is structured, you know, whether or not it's viable for people to get remote. And now if you have people working remotely, maybe that's a better solution. You know, now you can look at that going forward and say, well, geez, this gives me a lot more adaptability. If I don't have a big building with, 
you know, utilities and rent and all this other stuff, but I have people working remotely everywhere. That's a great opportunity because now I can be nimble. I can hire new people really quickly. You know, I can, I can revamp my workforce as quickly and easily as I need to. But the flip side of that is your culture for your company is going to take a hit because it's very hard to build a company culture if you don't have people that are all together. Zoom calls are not going to build a company culture. They could keep people, you know, visibly connected, but they aren't going to build a culture. And so you have to weigh that based on your business model, based on your market, based on your, you know, marketing plan and based on your vision and where it all fits in. But the most important thing is to be able to question everything, reevaluate everything, re-engineer, realign and adapt as quickly as you possibly can. And if this exercise has taught us anything, it's how to be resourceful, it's how to survive, it's how to weather the storm, and it's how to come out the other end stronger. And that is the goal for any entrepreneur with any challenge that we face. So that is the major takeaway from the COVID-19 pandemic. Even if you weren't personally affected much, even if your business was able to keep on ticking, it should serve as a warning it should serve as a red flag for you to check everything and say, what would happen if, you know, so you have a backup plan. So you have a way to work around the obstacles or break through them and get to where you're going and not let it completely derail your dream. Be sure to subscribe so you get every episode and share it with a friend. And until next time, remember, no matter what you want from your business and your life, don't compromise, optimize.